Hey, really quick before we get started, please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to check me out on my website, rhitch.com. I have a lot of great PDFs, white papers, past recordings of webinars, you name it, a lot of valuable information. And also please give this show a rating as I always appreciate your feedback. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast where I try to take confusing personal financial planning and investment related topics and try to break them down into plain English for the everyday person. My goal in these conversations is to help you break away from your personal financial confusion and end up on the right path to reaching your financial goals. I am Ryan Hitchcock, your host, and I am a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right, I had a lot of fun doing this episode with a very cool guest of mine, Tommy Ludan. We were talking about the esports and gaming industry. Tommy is the founder and owner of a local Milwaukee area company called Carcade. Carcade is a mobile gaming and entertainment company that allows gamers to play anywhere a car can be parked, whether that's indoors or outdoors. They have custom vehicles that feature two 60-inch HD displays off the back, and the car can fit within a normal parking spot. So Carcade is great for like birthday parties, tailgates, weddings, fundraisers, family gatherings, school events, all of that sort. And so what people might find interesting about Tommy's company or what I've definitely found interesting really about the gaming industry as a whole is that at its heart, it's a very social world. You're not sitting home in a basement playing video games. You're out doing social activities and gaming is the medium bringing you together. And that's really what Tommy plays off of in his company. Um, Tommy's a former corporate attorney. He refers to himself as a gaming enthusiast and thus has capitalized on this evolving industry and has created a business around it. So now, Carcade can also um, bring the experience indoors for game nights or esport leagues as well. So now, I, I talk a lot about this with him, but I also wanted Tommy to help us understand the disconnect that the gaming industry might have to some, and that it's being seen only for youth compared to its actual cross-generational adoption. Um, he breaks down this huge business of competitive gaming with the sponsorship, marketing dollars, and viewership that follow it. And what am I mean by this is if you don't know this, that esports or competitive gaming, whatever you may call it, the industry is selling out huge professional football stadiums for esports games, literally. So that alone might seem crazy to some in this new world. Lastly, we touch on the recent popularity of streaming gaming platforms that play on this theme of social connection and community that they have. And Tommy helps us understand where the industry as a whole can possibly go in the future because of this. So I hope you enjoy. Now, everything said in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for informational decisions alone. All statements regarding companies made are strictly beliefs or points of view held by myself or Tommy and not a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any securities. Myself or Tommy may or may not maintain positions in securities discussed. Okay, let's get into it. All right, welcome everyone to uh, my episode here today. Thanks for being here. I have uh, another great guest 
that I have for you here today on um, esports and gaming. Um, Tommy, thanks for being here. I'm going to introduce him here in a minute more. But uh, before I do that, I, I just want to give people um, a little bit of overview why I have Tommy Ludan here. Thanks again for being here. Uh, here is, uh, we've been talking about thematic investing. And again, thematic investing is about picking focused industries or focused investment philosophies that you think are good for a portfolio potentially. Um, so we just did one on cybersecurity recently and this one's on esports and gaming, a very up and coming industry with a lot of growth potential that I uh, think. And so that's why I invited Tommy here today who actually works in the esports and gaming industry. He's a gamer enthusiast, am I fair to say that? Absolutely. Definitely. All right, so, um, um, and again, like, in these industries, they're, they're, they're these high-level names, esports and gaming. People have heard those names before, but nobody really knows what's going on underneath, right? And and that's what I'm hoping I'm going to have your expertise to talk about. Is, you know, I'm asking a bunch of questions. Hopefully, you can give us some insight on what these industries really mean, what's going on, where you see them going. Um, so why don't I just let you introduce uh, kind of your background here, Tommy Ludan. Um, he works, he has a company, his own company called Carcade here in Milwaukee. Um, so I'll turn it over to you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to offer that perspective. It's been something really exciting as far as an industry to jump into. And um, it's with everything, it's very much a constant learning experience too. And so really seeing where it is, not just starting the business, but even just jumping into an industry that's new and blossoming and even especially not just in the world, but in our region specifically here in Milwaukee, like it's so cool to see more and more people opening up to it and becoming aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So before like, I want to hear more about this car cake company, but let me just throw some esports and gaming facts at you. Cause I want to kind of get these out there. Then we'll refer back to them. Is, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this, this industry, the, the global gaming market uh, from a report I found from new zoo, um, that's an online site from May of 2021, says that the global gaming markets increased more than 20% from 2019 to 2020, and it's exceeding $175 billion, and that's larger than Hollywood or professional sports. And uh, forecasts are suggesting that that market could surpass $200 billion by 2023. So that's the global gaming market. Um, if you break that down even more, the eSports ecosystem, uh, and this is from New Zoo as well, they track that that uh, ecosystem is going to surpass $1 billion in revenue itself for the first time this year in 2021. Um, what else? There's over 2 point, uh, no, excuse me, 26.6 million monthly eSport viewers in the U.S. That's a crazy number. That's huge. Um, yeah, and it's really blown up to, you know, even beyond the mediums of things like Twitch to where they even have, there's full-blown esports channels you can subscribe to or tune into on TV and really kind of feed that desire to watch and learn and really understand and, yeah. and see how, to me, esports in, at its heart is really just competitive gaming. And whether you're doing it with a small group of friends or whether you're hosting this awesome event and bringing in people from everywhere, it's everything in between. And so really kind of being able to recognize that and say, this is what we're doing. And, and there's it's more than just hey, some kids hanging out playing games in their basement. Like, yeah. It's really a, a proper industry now. 
yeah, yeah, and that's something we're going to talk about. Is it's evolved from that, and I and I I've, that's why I wanted you here. Is I don't think people see that at all. So, um, okay, well, give us a little bit of background about yourself and and your company, Carcade, here in Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, so um, I started Carcade. It's uh, initially I always uh, said it was mobile gaming, and then struggle with that definition. But I I called it because I'd always end up having to explain it further. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you mean on your phone? And I'm like, no, no. And they're like, oh, like one of those giant trailers. I'm like, well, not that exactly either. Uh, so I, I better describe it as an anywhere arcade. Sure. Uh, just being able to set up, go anywhere, and like really enjoy that social entertainment with friends, whether it's at the ballpark, whether it's at a venue that you like, or you know, and it, and it can be anything from you know a small backyard party, you know, with friends for a birthday or just a get together to hosting a, a proper esports tournament and doing things like that, and really just embracing that it was an idea that i thought of just in a normal conversation like we're having yeah uh, with a friend while i was between bar exams because that's my other yeah, day job you're you're an attorney yes yeah and it was uh born and raised here in milwaukee but okay uh, one of the lucky few to sit for the wisconsin bar because i went out of state for school <laughs> and <Poor> guy sorry <laughs> it, it was it was a definite experience going through two bar exams oh, i'm sure but that even that said, it was like just a conversation. Like, how fun would it be to, to go somewhere and really recreate that fun environment of hanging out with friends and playing games? So to clarify, you have vans, are they? They're actually vans that in the back turn into uh, big TV screens, like two or three screens that can pop out and you can play games or esports right there. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, it fits in a normal parking spot. It's a small vehicle, and um, so anything from like street festivals or like. Um, you know, like street markets yeah. to like fitting in just a normal parking lot, parking space wow. um, or a driveway. If, you know, like your street doesn't have the space and, and that type of real estate where you can have a giant trailer or something. Because, I mean, those things themselves are awesome. Sure. And I mean, even the old school arcades, like to me, I'm, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of gaming. Yeah. And so like everything that I kind of lean into, it's just it still requires work and effort and learning, but it's just authentic. That And that's always kind of my goal. Sure. And even classic arcades, like we're seeing a resurgence of them both locally and I think around the country too. Yeah. That's awesome to see. And you can't beat that experience. I always say that's like fine Italian dining. I'm the pizza <laughs> delivery guy. Because so, you're blending kind of that arcade experience with the so that social part with... Um, you know, a little bit more intimate with a group of friends or something. Exactly. And it could yeah. be at a park or a social gathering or yeah. something. Yep, awesome. exactly. And then you also run the esports kind of teams or um, tournaments at like a bar or something. Or yeah, uh, so it started with the idea for the vehicle, and then that naturally kind of evolved into um, hosting gaming nights and okay. tournaments or leagues and things like that. And so um, initially, like, it was like a lot of retro stuff. You know, things yeah. like Tecmo Super Bowl sure. or, you know, games like NBA Jam. But, you know, especially locally, you, you can see the presence blow up. Like Bucks Gaming, you know, and the 2K League is legit. And, you know, Rocket League and Overwatch. There's all these other um, games, whether it's console or PC-based, that people really can dive into. And you can see this industry booming. And so, like, for me, it was just like, yeah, like if somebody can tolerate me essentially yeah. <laughs> and like yeah we really like how you run this or your ideas for how you present the gameplay or whatever it is or 
it, whatever, however I can help and offer and do that, yeah. uh, I'm absolutely happy. That's to. cool. Well, congrats on that. That that's awesome. And, and we'll come back to this. This is all good stuff. You had a bunch of words that I think mo most people that aren't in games that you just said. I think we want, we need to explore more, like yeah, some of those totally. Overwatch. Um, but these are, you know, let's let's start maybe high level on the industry, like the the big industry as an overview. Maybe bring it down to like maybe the company level and then, you know, the local level. Like mm -hmm. you said, there's a big local presence, but there's this big architecture of esports and gaming. So you, you just talked about it a little bit before, but your definition of esports and gaming, again, just what is that? Um, I, I would say it's competitive gaming. Competitive gaming. Yes. And so there's audiences to that, right? Like there, there can be audiences to this, this gaming, competitive gaming, right? Yeah, there, there's um, not just an audience and... Um a customer base, if you want to call it that, yeah. but I mean, it really is, um, in the best way, pervasive to the culture. Like, so it's prov it's providing scholarships to college students that are being able to get into competitive gaming. As yeah. you see, all these different um, schools, whether it's you know high schools, colleges, or, or professional leagues, essentially, yeah, offering like gaming teams properly. Uh, it's it, it goes everywhere. You, you're getting coaches like they have careers like professional athletes i mean it's really unbelievable to see yeah okay so let's talk about that those kind of go hand in hand so like the professional athletes and gaming and esports and like at college you said now they're almost like scholarships for this now. yeah absolutely and are those this is where i always got a little first confused in the industry first like are they actual like a madden game or are they like this Overwatch game, or so they're all kind of in the same, right? So it's, I mean, it, to, that's kind of the beauty of esports too, is it can be all of those, and it is all of those. There are, okay. it's Madden, it's Rocket League, it's Overwatch, it's yeah. League of Legends, like, and it's, it's these titles and these games that really have just built a community and a following among the gamers that you can see this high level of competition kind of coming out from it, and. Not just that, but then the market that evolves from it too, from people that want to be involved and in, in helping and, yeah. and just really coming along for the ride. Okay. No, that's, and so kind of on that, uh, I was looking into like, so like how, how do these big industries get paid? So like through media rights or live events or where, where do you see these events at? Or, what, you know, how, like I mentioned, some of these have, you know, almost a billion dollars of revenue in esports. Where's that money coming from? Um, uh, sponsorships is a, is a large part of it. Um, okay. Properly hosting events, um, it's something that, you know, you're seeing cities put up arenas that are specifically designated for esports. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's because it's a little bit unique. Like, you can always use existing infrastructure and things like that, yeah. too. But really building the esports infrastructure going forward, it involves a lot of those. It involves building the community. It involves having the right spaces to do the right things. And... Um, you're, you're seeing whether it's, hey, we want this venue specifically for that, and then the people that make it possible, you know, sponsorships, yeah. the same way all existing arenas kind of are, or um, hosting and, and sponsoring different tournaments and different gatherings based on the type of game, based on the type of gamer that'll play it, you know, any, any number of things. That's, that kind of leads me to the next question is, you know, gaming might have, might have a connotation, tell me if I'm wrong, where from some people that it's kind of a lonesome at home sport or activity that you're doing, but that's really not it. It's actually a very social thing. And that's where this industry is blossoming is what I'm hearing. Oh, totally. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, you can always stay home and just play a game by yourself, but there's a reason that this online interactivity and 
the, the social interaction really matters. And you see that coming together as these teams are formed. And it's, in, in my opinion, it's a more polished version of that group of friends that got together to play, you yeah. know, a co-op game together in, in their friend's house. Or, you know, like would go to an arcade and compete against somebody else, you know, or another friend's house. Yeah. And, I mean, they had, like, Nintendo hosted the the World Championships, like, late 80s i want to say roughly like they made the wizard movie i don't know if yeah. you remember that it was like like there were that was a esports tournament before it even had the title of esports so it's kind of the before it's time yeah absolutely yeah. and so but it's just really having that polish of you know like we know how to present a proper event and yeah. where it has that feel of hanging out with friends building a team and then putting on a show in a lot of ways yeah so just yeah so just like kind of the, a, a normal sports program or not normal but just like a traditional sports is be it's a very starts at a you know childhood level with your groups of friends and you can grow up into a professional level esports is the same thing now it's just becoming more of a uh you know streamlined mainstream thing right is that fair to say yeah and, and i think it just took and it takes and i think we're getting there um a little bit of the realization that it's not just something that Oh, I, I got I finished playing games when I like finished high school or something yeah. like that, and then I, I moved on to like quote unquote grown up things. Yeah, <laughs> and that it's something that you can you see adults of all ages partaking. And I mean, as the consoles have continued to evolve, I mean, everything from the old school ones that initially came out to the new ones that like the PS fives and the yeah. Xboxes that are so hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Like you're you're just seeing generation upon generation of gamers. Though. So it's not that people necessarily stopped playing. It's that this they're evolving. It's a culture that's yeah. evolving. Yeah. And, so, and and it continues. It's not yeah. like it just stops at a certain age. That's that's I think that's a very overlooked concept, right? Is is gaming's more of a kids thing, or, but in your opinion, who do you see gaming right now? It's it's everybody. It, like that's the the beauty of it is and and for me like even in, in some of the different events that I've either been part of or attended, y you see it all. Like you can, I mean, a silly example might be Mario Kart. Yeah. You, there's so many different iterations of it. Yeah. And th the way the controllers function for the game, whether you're playing on the Switch or the Wii or the, you know, Super Nintendo or the 64, it, it handles it differently. And so okay. a parent might pick up the Wii and not know it's motion control. And they're like, all right, I'm doing terrible at this yeah. game. I'm used and to my normal. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, then the kid will pick up, you know, their their child will pick up uh, one of the other ones, and not realizing it's purely based on you know the D-pad and the buttons as opposed yeah. to moving the controller in the real world. And so you see it across generations, and it's not one one of the things I always like to say is it's not that you're speaking two different languages and like oh it's like this gaming culture that we have no chance of understanding yeah. or having it explained that. You're 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 both playing games. You're just playing a different version of the same game, essentially. So it crosses generations. Exactly. And then come what we're getting at is it's not the kids anymore. It's forty, fifty year old men and women that are still gaming out there, spending money in these games in this industry. Yeah, and I mean, and it can be anything. It can be the competitive, you know, the kids that are joining gaming clubs and esports teams in high schools yeah. and colleges. It can be the ones that advance to playing professionally. Then it can also be the ones that still do it for fun, but still, there's still a market for them to do it, even if it's in a recreational league. Yeah. And I, we're seeing a couple different um, physical locations and also just leagues 
pop up everywhere, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about that in a second here too, but you've mentioned some some things I think we should talk about it, uh, before we get there. So like Twitch or YouTube gaming, these are all video game streaming platforms that's kind of opened up the industry more. Mm-hmm. You tell me, can you maybe expand on what those are and their their role in this esports and gaming world? I, I think it makes it more, they all make it more visible. Yeah. And what, what are they in your turn for those that don't know? Uh, so they're uh, different websites where you can go online and really just stream. You, you can do it solely for chat. A lot of people okay. do it for that. But they really kind of started as gaming websites. And okay. so, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to work through and, and play this um, a certain type of game, you know, whether it's an adventure game or a sports mm-hmm. or whatever, but like I'm going to play or I'm going to do a time trial and not just play it. You're playing it in your house, but you're being able to share that experience with everybody because of all the new wonderful technology that exists. And so like if you're playing one of those games, I could be on one of these websites and watching you. Yeah. And, and you, can, you can watch me live. You can interact um, yeah. in real time, like via the chat with whoever's playing and in, in the chat menus and everything. You can watch these videos later. Oh, wow. um, you can, there's, like I said, there's channels, like I, I wanna say there's, it's eSports TV, like ESTV. Um, ESPN's even showing like eSports yeah. competitions on like proper ESPN and not like, yeah, oh, it's, it's on the Ocho. On the Ocho, yeah. <laughs> no, you see it on ESPN, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, the normal channel. So it's giving it that exposure. So, um, okay, so we've talked about, you know, the high level so like there's the professional leagues there's college level now too um let's talk about maybe more of the local level here like obviously you're a part of that but there's alliances there's local clubs there's local hangouts um how's that scene here locally even in milwaukee it's growing it's and it's really awesome to see because everything we've been talking about like that has a very very international flavor to it. I okay. mean, gaming teams across the, like literally across the world, um, you know, whether you're talking about Japan, Korea, like kind of like yeah. where you would normally associate kind of like gaming yeah. originating to, you know, teams here in the U.S. and then really getting down into, you know, the universities and then the, like the uber local level. Sure. Um, and so just seeing venues, if they're willing to host game nights or like even like some of the rec leagues and stuff, like, I mean, that's kind of how I analogize it is it's no different than rec soccer or you know going to a venue that has uh darts or billiards or anything like that you're you're basically providing that structure that's scheduling for somebody to host an event for people to get together and play it competitively but still do it in a fun nature and so you you don't really necessarily have to bypass that okay and i feel like i went on a tangent with the answer yeah that makes it but well yeah i mean you're saying that it it's here locally we have an international it's uh, international feel which is great and probably better than most actually um you're telling me you just got done maybe a little shout out to midwest gaming classic even like that's something most people don't even know about here locally it's a big deal yeah yeah um uh first week in november it was i think around fourteen thousand people that turned out over the course of the weekend wow that for anything gaming and it was i mean there was competitive like tournaments and stuff there there were people that just come because they love different aspects of gaming as it's existed in history, whether it was pinball, retro consoles, yeah. the, the new awesome tech that exists now to that, where you can kind of take advantage of all of those things and really blend it together. Um, 
the the alliance. Um, I'm fortunate. I, I was able to. I just uh, signed on as um, an advisory member, part of their okay. advisory board, and really trying to help grow its presence here in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's where we kind of met through was the Milwaukee Esports Alliance. Yeah, right. So, and, and they're they've already been doing so many awesome things. Yeah. As far as really trying to bring to the region and and Milwaukee specifically, and to me, like hometown bias, obviously, but that's what I love about Milwaukee is like. It's got everything that you'd want out of a major metro area, yeah. um, arts, theater, sports, all of the above. And we still kind of can avoid some of the nuances and problems that much larger metro areas have. So like we can, and I think in my opinion, we should have all of those good things. Yeah. And, and I think esports is the next thing where it's like, yeah, and, and we're ahead of a lot of cities which I'm excited to say. Yeah, that's and, cool. And it's a credit to the work that they've done. Yeah. And so if there's any way I can help out in, in building that that reputation, um, I'm absolutely happy yeah, to. Yeah, you've done, that's that's why I'm happy to have you here. This is all very insightful. So, um, okay, so some of the companies, like, you know, in investments, that's that's kind of my world. That's what I'm looking at is, is like I said, like thematic investing. I like this industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, you know, or potentially it could be a good investment place. There's there's a lot of companies in this. What what are your thoughts on like the companies behind them? Maybe like not that I'm, we're recommending anything. I'm just I want your thoughts more like as a gamer. Do you think about these companies a lot? Like an Activision or a Take Two or a Nintendo? Do you guys have? Because again, I'm not a gamer. Like mm-hmm. I t- maybe t- told you, but not on air. But I'm not a gamer. I'm just more interested or a fan. Do you guys see these companies as um, evolving or or good for the industry or the bad guys of the industry i don't know you tell me i i think any quick google search or like looking on social media and you'll see different news items for some of the companies and so um it definitely like offers this whether it's a sense of an accountability or at least just a simple awareness of you know these these companies of how they're doing of how they the image that they have yeah of how people view them and and as a gamer too like you you can look down this list of companies and you not just know the company, but you can know like intimately some of the titles that or the games that they produce. And you're like, Oh my God, yes, this was great. Or this yeah. is going to be great when it comes to release. Okay. And so like you get excited about it and you can get excited about the consoles and, and, and how they interact with their fans. I mean, so there's so many different levels of that awareness that you can have and, and you can really kind of, I don't want to say monitor, but like just observe. Yeah. Like so you, how they are with their their customers. You want you want them to be involved in that sense of community and socialness that you were describing before. Is yeah, that, yeah, you, right. Yeah, and I, and I think I mean to me like especially as a business owner, and these are obviously way way further along and way more successful to this point. It's like they've established that customer base and that fan base that yeah. you have to maintain that sense of community and connection with. Yeah, because the you're like a. A gaming community would disassociate themselves with them if they didn't have that type of community that that you guys like to have. As, yeah, I'm and, saying you guys because I'm not a gamer. Yeah, so. no, no, you're you're more than welcome <laughs> by all means. No, I, like I said, I'm a fan from afar. Um, okay, no, that's great insight. Thank you. Um, okay, a couple maybe just random questions to throw at you. So, you know, and maybe we we've kind of answered them through this, but where do you see the industry going in the next five to ten years in your view? I think it's only going to get bigger uh, as it gets more and more recognized and, and respected as another form of just competition, essentially. 
and, and we really are seeing that from the arenas to the events and yeah. all, like all of these things that are going on. Uh, you mentioned um, even like stuff with Hollywood as far as how big it is and how much it's expanded. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing crossover now. The Rock, I mean, That's he's right. the biggest in everything. Yeah. And, uh, within the last couple of days, I think he just released. Or they showed he's got a character in Fortnite now. Oh, really? And and so it's you're seeing all of these diff, this different interplay, um, people hosting events, even in the virtual world of some of these games, and and it it's going to a crazy level as far as things like, um, and and this is something obviously I think you're way more in tune to speak to, but stuff like NFTs and and like things that are like proper investments that even this whole potential that people didn't even think existed. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's it's just blowing up. Um, what do you find exciting about the industry coming up here in the near future? It it's it's new. It's always a chance to connect with somebody else. E- even if like you can take it from the smallest and expand it as a philosophy, but like you and I, like, you know, we didn't know each other. Like, hey, let's hang out, like, yeah. jump on the sticks and, you know, let's let's yeah. play a game that, you know, even though you might not be a gamer, like, something that might just be interesting to, like, hey, yeah, we can play this while we're continuing to talk. Yeah. And it, it's very much that welcoming community. Like, you know, there's... That's what I find is interesting is that, that like, what you just said, you, it's just a new way to... We keep coming back to this. Be social, really, and, and connect yeah. with people. Or it's a, another event to attend. Whether yeah. and even if you're not the, a gamer yourself, but you're just a fan of yeah. seeing this competition at a high level, or you know, just being around it. Like th- those opportunities are are coming, and it's it's a little something for everybody in that, and sure. not just. I mean, that, like if somebody doesn't like football, for example, they're like, oh, okay, well, my Sundays are really boring. Like, yeah. Or I, they have a <laughs> totally different Sunday experience than anybody that's tuning in to watch their favorite team. Yeah. But it's not something, gaming is not something that's necessarily just based on that. So like, oh, even if you're not a football fan and not a fan of the Maddens or anything like that, you can still get into any of the other sports. You can get into things that aren't quote unquote sports and just other different competitions of these other games, whether they're first person or however they're interactive. And so like whatever kind of genre it, that that's what I think. I, it spans genres. Yeah. Well, that's, and I apologize. I shouldn't say I'm not a gamer then, because that's what I'm learning even here is that it's even more of a vast industry than maybe I even first thought. Is that you don't have to be a gamer to be in the gaming industry, and it's probably going to be coming more into our lives than we may maybe even think in the future. Yeah, and and it provides, I mean, opportunities whether it be for employment or anything. Yeah. That any other business, any other organization, any other structure would offer. So anything from the marketing and the event planning to the investment, to the sponsorship. Yeah. To, I mean, you're, that's so many different hats you're talking about for each and every one of those people. And it just, now it's another industry. It's another company that they could, that exists now that didn't before. That's cool. Um, kind of coming back to the, to like the local level and maybe even the social aspects of it with uh the community here like i even saw uh i know we're jumping around but like i thought this was very interesting from the alliance that they're it's going into schools and like uh kind of uh offering programs for kids that might not have anything else to do after school the you know gaming social communities stepping in yeah absolutely and it's one of those things where at, at the very least it's an activity like you said yeah. that 
it can keep kids busy, keep them learning, keep them. I mean, there's countless articles, like a quick, you know, web search will pop up that'll show you like, these are the benefits to gaming. These are the health benefits. These are like yeah. the social cues. It, like, I mean, it's a silly story, but uh, one of the times I was set up, I, I had a friend come up to me and he was yeah. just like, yeah, you know, like, man, I was playing and there some the smack talk that was going back and forth. Yeah, I can't believe some of the things I heard. Yeah. Like, were we ever like that? Like growing up and, and playing? And I said, not really, because one, if you, if you had said something like that, it would two results would have happened. It would have been like, pow and yeah. like you're probably not going to feel too good about saying that afterwards or two you'd be like ma guess what yeah. he said about you yeah. and guess who's never coming over to play games again so like i mean even something like those social cues yeah that you don't think about and you kind of took for granted sure we're so present in gaming it's you know the same reason anybody competes in sports you learn how to like yeah it's hone that competitive edge yes. but also sportsmanship and so many other things and hand-eye coordination and there's so much well, those, overlap so with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that can just apply to any field not yeah. just gaming yeah well that's great that's been a great conversation one of my last kind of questions um uh, what do you think the general population needs to know about esports and gaming or uh what do you think they get wrong one or the other what do they what do you think they might get wrong about the industry that i that it's this idea that Oh, uh, you know, I stopped playing games when I was kid, yeah. when I was a kid. Um, it really is another form of entertainment. On the the grand spectrum, it's these arenas, it's these media channels, it's these sites like Twitch, you yeah. know, and Facebook and YouTube gaming, and you know the things that we've mentioned already yeah. to this point. That that is, it's on ESPN. You can watch a proper competition. Um, it's something very very local, uh, you know. So even if it's something that you just want to do it for fun. It's no different than a trivia or a karaoke league. It's another form of that social sure. entertainment. Yeah. And the same way that even if you're not a particular game player, you might enjoy watching that game the same way that you can watch a football game, the yeah. same way that you can enjoy being at the local pub and enjoy somebody singing karaoke yeah. either yeah. perfectly or awesomely off key. I mean, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and so that's like, what it's I've just, always like to do. I, that's, you know, it's, that's me. I've, I'm more of a viewer and I think that's yeah and, that's, and so I mean there's it's these opportunities it's, and I that that I think is probably the best word it's, it's it's an opportunity for everybody sure and it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea and that's fine nothing yeah. ever is yeah but it's I think it would be silly for people to write it off just because it's this antiquated notion of what a video game or what a gamer is well, that's that's great insight and that's why I loved having you here um, thanks for being here um, you know we've talked about a lot I think from the high level there is these pro teams to college level to local level there's a ton of money falling in the industry now a bunch of different platforms now that it's it's available the social aspect um so there's a lot to it right there's yeah, there, there's a lot so you know we've jumped around a bit and I, I appreciate that that that's a fun conversation um and you know kind of last little bit about your company carcade that's c-a-r-c-a-d-e mm -hmm. um, where else can they find you at um pretty much across everything is uh the website carcadegames.com at carcade games on almost all social media yeah and um if i'm ever if you ever see us out and about whether it's you know we do like pop-up gaming sure. for you know like i said street festivals or parties or different venues like please come jump in the game you know like i i, I always i say it because it's authentic to me but i also mean it and i want to encourage that gameplay where i'm like who's got next yeah, yeah if you're like oh my god i don't believe they have this here this exists 
like, like when you're at your friend's house back in the day, like who's who's up next? Huh? You exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I I want to encourage that. So jump in the game. Get like get in the game. Like get I know like <laughs> there's there's so many things where it can be just wordplay that you just I probably recycle too often no, myself. That's good. But it's absolutely so whether it's somebody just watching, enjoying the show, or actually getting in the game to play, like please come out. Awesome. Please come do that. Well, thanks again for being here. I do appreciate it. You, you know, you've opened my eyes even some more on this industry and hopefully those listeners uh, as well. So my pleasure. Thanks All for right. having me. Thanks a lot. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226. Phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through SagePoint Financial, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. SagePoint Financial is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SagePoint Financial. Views expressed here should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned here. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Indexes are unmanaged and investors are not able to invest directly into any index. Sector investing may involve a greater degree of risk than investments with broader diversification. However, there is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio alone will outperform a non-diversified portfolio in any given market environment. No investment strategy, such as asset allocation, can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, information should only be relied upon and coordinated with individual professional advice. Ryan Hitchcock believes the information presented here is accurate and was obtained from sources that are believed to be reliable. However, Ryan does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information, and such information may be subject to change without notice from Ryan. Statements expressed by guests on this podcast are the views of those guests only and not of Ryan Hitchcock. Statements contained in this podcast may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on Ryan Hitchcock's or guest current views and assumptions and involve known and or unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements.